0: Welcome to NLP with Cody G. With Cody G. We go deep into the psychology of ethical selling using neuro linguistic programming to give tangible strategies for heart centered business owners to enroll clients so they can get their service out to the world. To the world. All right, guys. This is Cody G. I just want to thank you all so so much. This is the very first episode. of of the podcast that we have here, Rebranded, NLP with Cody G. Why is it titled that? Because I like cool little catchy things? Maybe, but more importantly, I just want to give you guys very clear, very succinct information on what I do when it comes to selling, using neurolinguistic programming, and the things that I teach and certify people with with NLP. And I figure there is no better way to do so than by dropping some fire podcast episodes for you guys. So that is going to be my goal to talk about things, not just from a theoretical standpoint, but more from a very strategized, tangible standpoint where you can take something away from this. So, man, let's get right into it. A lot of people ask me, like, Cody, what is NLP? How do you explain it? And I'm going to do a very chunked up, high level blanket statement of the three buckets that I put NLP in, for those of you guys that don't know. Bucket number one is communication. We teach you how to become an effective communicator. Um, I often get complimented on the way that I communicate. And here's the thing. I was never a great communicator growing up. In fact, I was a very, very shy kid. Um, shy to the point where I couldn't talk to a girl to save my life. Um, And a lot of different areas in my life, this shyness kept kind of surfacing and just replaying different stories of why maybe I wasn't good enough or why I just didn't have the confidence to communicate. And in NLP, you can radically shift these different beliefs that you have about yourself. So, uh, bucket number one is communication. We teach you how to be an effective communicator, whether your goal is to be a public speaker, whether you just want to simply sound better on your sales calls and be more influential or if you just simply want to talk and show up in a different way. So we teach you how to build rapport with people. We teach you the principles of understanding the way that you deliver information. Um, One of the presuppositions of NLP is that communication is not anything else except for the response that you get. Now, what does that mean? It means the meaning of communication is the response that you get from someone else. And let's dive into that for a second. If someone thinks they're a great communicator, but everyone else thinks that they're super rude and they're very, um, let's say, derogatory in the way that they communicate or they come across like a tyrant, they're probably not as good of a communicator as they think they are. So going back to that presupposition of NLP, the meaning of our communication is actually the response that we get from that other person. And a great way to kind of summarize that here is that um, communication is not what was meant you know, a lot of people, you might have experienced an argument or a situation with the boss or a client where you say, oh, that's not how I meant it. I'm so sorry. Or even a spouse. But again, it's not about what you meant. It's about how it was delivered to that person. So we teach you how to become a very, very effective communicator with NLP. We teach you the principles of understanding language at the core level uh, with things like your tonality. How to evoke different emotions using the tone of your voice. And if you guys notice, you might often hear me fluctuate that tone. I might go very high up to insinuate a question or very low down for a statement. Um, the tone, the tempo, aka the, the pace and the speed of your voice. Sometimes it's very important to start talking super quick when you get excited and then know when to slow it down to maybe build a dramatic effect. Um, and these are things that you guys have probably heard in different podcasts with different public speakers, um, different presidents, even a lot of people are actually taught different principles of NLP without even knowing because of the power that it has. Um, so we can dive really deep into that with things like the timber or the quality of your voice. Someone like Tony Robbins or Les Brown, they have a very deep kind of gravelly voice that uh, we know them as. So that's that's what the timber is. But anyways, we'll summarize bucket number one um, as communication. Bucket number two is how the mind works. And what does that mean? It means that we're always running different programs and strategies um, in our brain at any given time. And it's really, really important for us all to remember that every single person is doing life in a different way, meaning that you might have two people that grew up in the same house. They might be brothers or sisters, same age, same upbringing, everything. But the way that they're doing life in their head is completely different. And we have five senses that we do life with or experience life. Uh, And a a great acronym to remember this by is VAKOG, V-A-K-O-G. And that's the visual, the auditory, the kinesthetic, olfactory, and gustatory senses. Uh, And in simple terms, it's what you see, what you hear, what you can feel, uh, what you smell, and what you taste. So V is for visual, A is for auditory. Um, K is for the kinesthetic, the feelings, O is for your smell olfactory, and G is gustatory, our taste. Those are the five senses in which we experience the world in. So let's say I were to step out into, um, I don't know, let's just say I'm walking into a grocery store. I'm going to be bombarded with different bits of information, meaning I'm going to probably hear the background music they have going on. I'm going to see the bright lights. Uh, I might have different smells coming from the, the the deli. Hopefully, I don't have any taste just yet. might be kind of weird. But when we think about it that way, we're bombarded with so much information, and our brain has to filter it out by doing a few different things, three of which are uh, we distort information, we generalize information, and we delete some information that's not important to us. So we're always running different programs in our mind. And these come down to way, it's like someone might have a different buying strategy. Um, and so here's what's important. A lot of you guys know that I, I teach the psychology of sales. So how valuable would it be to understand someone's unique buying strategy? And you might say like, Cody, buying strategy, like if I like something, I, I buy it. Yes, that's true. But if you were to think about, I'm looking at my computer right now. Um, so when I went into Best Buy to buy this computer, a few different things happened. I had a strategy going on. And here's the the interesting part. These strategies are oftentimes unconscious, meaning that we're not consciously thinking, okay, what's my strategy for buying? They're happening below the surface. So my strategy for buying this computer was I walked into Best Buy, I saw the computer that I liked. So C is going to be your visual, or we can just summarize that with V. Uh, What I started to do after that was I started to ask myself, is this something that I can see myself using? Is this a good price? Is this something that's within my budget? And we call that AD or auditory digital, which is like the self-talk, um, the logical thinking part of our brain. And then after I assessed that it was a good price for my budget, I got a good feeling about it. And I said, yeah, I can really see myself using this. I like it, I want it. And that feeling is a kinesthetic. So to summarize everything that I just mentioned there, my buying strategy was VAD. And here's where it gets really, really um, unique and important. If we're going to utilize this later, if someone were to try to sell me the same computer by doing a strategy such as ADVK, for example, like, Cody, this computer is a great price. You're going to love it. It has a lot of great features. Um, Go ahead and here. Here, take a look at it. How do you feel about it? So what they did, they switched the, the buying strategies. Instead of showing me the computer and letting me look at it and start to visualize myself using it, they started to sell it based on like the features or the price, which is that AD part of my brain. And for me not being a super high AD person, at least initially, it's the, the visual things that really catch my attention. So now when I'm talking to a prospect on a sales call, I try to assess what their different strategies are for doing things. Maybe their motivation strategy. I can assess their strategy for um, buying something and I would want to sell things back to each person in a different way. And most amateur salespeople, they sell things in a way that they would like to buy it based on different things that they would enjoy. And they're, you know, if we don't realize that everyone has their own unique model of the world, which is another presupposition of NLP, we're going to often do things the same way for each person when selling, communicating, it should really, really be a unique process where you're working with that one person individually and selling something to them in a way that they would want to buy it by making it more attractive. So I think that you know, with those two buckets of, of what NLP um, is, communication and understanding how the mind works, we're then led into bucket number three, which is what I call the change work. And I want to also um, preface or do a late preface, if I, if I should say that, um, with these are not the NLP style of, of summarizing NLP. This is just my own unique way of explaining it from my experience, the three easy buckets for the average person to understand. So bucket number one, we had communication. Bucket number two, we had how the mind works, understanding different patterns and strategies and programming. And bucket number three is going to be the change work. And these are the things that people most commonly know NLP for. These are the techniques. These are the things that we can do, such as like a swish pattern, anchoring, um, a lot of different things that we, we have, different tools in our tool belt to use with our clients. Uh, and there's probably upwards of, of 10 to 15 different NLP techniques. It depends um, who you get taught by, where you get taught, and things of that nature. But the change work are the techniques that you use to help people break free from certain patterns that they have running. Um, you know, we have one that's releasing limiting decisions. So like, let's say someone were to feel that they were not worthy, they were not good enough, they were to have this belief about themselves, we can go and release this belief forever, uh, within like 10 or 15 minutes, maximum working with a client and have it not only be quick change, because, you know, quick doesn't really matter. But what matters, it's it's lasting change. When you can do this with a client, the reason why it's lasting is because we're not just consciously talking to someone like a lot of times traditional therapy does. What we're doing is working with the root of these issues, working at the subconscious level. And when you can release that root, it's like ripping out a root from a tree or a weed. It's not going to grow back. But if you just like spray some bug spray on that weed or just cut off the top of it, it's going to keep growing back. So you got to go rip that root out. And that's what we're doing at the subconscious level with a lot of the change work in NLP. So those are just a, a few different high-level ways to look at what NLP is um, from a very introductory level stance. So this is going to be the first episode. I'm going to cap it out at that so I don't bore you guys too much. But if you like this kind of stuff and want to learn more about it, um, best thing to do is just kind of keep yourself in that loop of being a student and a learner. Because NLP is really a lifelong journey. Um and, you know, talking about number three in that bucket, when it comes like these tools and techniques, um, I, I think that looking at NLP from a standpoint of just having techniques to learn is doing a, a injustice to the field of NLP because there's it's so much more in-depth. And I consider myself not just being a good trainer that does good techniques, but I really just do NLP. I am NLP, meaning that... It's just the way that I go about life now. When I step out into the world, I'm filtering everything through my understanding of NLP, through the presuppositions that we have. And, you know, such as here uh, here's one that I really love, everyone is doing the best they can with the resources they have available. So, what NLP really is is like we understand all these different beliefs and attitudes that we call presuppositions of NLP that leaves behind some techniques, sure. We can do a parts integration, we can do chaining anchors, we have these different things that we can do, but some people come in just for the techniques and that's all they remember and they're not fully getting that grasp of what NLP can do and how powerful it is because they're just using it for a technique purpose. So um, this is stuff that I geek out on because it's so applicable, not just in business if you're an online entrepreneur, not just in your relationships um, with your spouse, not just being a parent and understanding how to communicate with your kids more effectively, not just being a speaker and wanting to have great messaging for someone, but really in every single thing that you do. Like I mentioned earlier, down uh, to walking into the grocery store and interacting with that clerk to get in rapport with them, or whether it's right before an interview, and you want to go in and be able to change the way that you feel and change the state that you're in to being in a more resourceful state, or right before a big sales call, When some people usually get nervous, with NLP, it gives you tools to change the way that you feel in that exact moment or change the way that you're thinking or processing that information. So that is going to be my first episode for today. I hope you guys liked it. And keep an ear open for number two. Thank you guys for listening. Cody's mission is to create the ripple effect because with each person he teaches to sell, that's one more life impacted in the process. Are you ready to get certified in neuro-linguistic programming to overcome every belief that's not serving you to create the new version of you that the world needs and skyrocket the revenue in your business? Check the link in the description for the next step. Thank you, and please leave us a review for some brownie points.